Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my, my guest today is Dave Carlson, uh, founder of Gigawatt, G-I-G-A-W-A-T-T.com. Uh, they uh, sell mining equipment and uh, help people mine online. How you doing, Dave? Doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. So, you know, I never can describe things nearly as well as the guest can. It's your own. It's your own thing. Tell. Uh, talk about Gigawatt. What services do you guys provide? Well, Gigawatt is a uh, specialist in running this this uh, very unique blockchain processing equipment. Uh, most people are calling them miners. They're a specialized computing device that performs uh, basically a high-performance computing function. Um, they're, they're, like I said, they're specialized and unique, and they, they have unique requirements for how they're set up to, to, uh, to optimize their performance. And, and uh, there are many types of them uh, and many more coming out all the time. So our team specializes in basically uh, providing a really low-cost place for all these things to run uh, so that people don't have to try to um, set them up in their house. For example, uh, one of the key economics of producing coins, producing crypto coins, is to produce them for the lowest possible cost. Um, hmm. your, your, your options, to, if you want to get coins, your options are to buy the coins on on market. So, for example... Uh, today, Bitcoin. If you want Bitcoin, you're you're buying it at four thousand one hundred dollars. Uh, but if you're mining Bitcoin, you're producing it for far less than that, probably in the range of say six hundred, maybe maybe six hundred and fifty dollars per coin. Uh, the trade-off is that you you have to buy these specialized computing devices, uh, and and the more you buy, the faster you can make that Bitcoin. So you so it's more capital intensive. And you want to maximize that purchase, so you want to you want to get the cheapest possible power cost and and the most uh, reliable operation, um, you know, twenty four seven basically is the goal. Okay. So that's what Gigawatt provides for its customers. So yeah, I've seen some outfits. Um, you just buy hash rate, and they have you on a year contract or six months or month to month, and yeah, they're not really. You know they charge you fees for hosting, et cetera, and there's a certain payback rate. Is that what you guys do, or it looks like you go further and you actually um, allow people to buy dedicated miners that I guess will sit in your operation, or you you send to them? 
Actually, we don't send anything out. Uh, the key, the key to mining uh, with a good economic is that you have the cheapest possible power cost. So, mm. uh, I I was fortunate enough to be a startup guy in Seattle area, Seattle Washington area, um, since about '99. And when I discovered Bitcoin in 2012, I um, the, the the part that happened to appeal to me the most was the idea that you can create the stuff essentially by performing a service of processing transactions for the blockchain. Um, I actually didn't know at the time that I was three hours away from like the cheapest power in the world. And it when it did occur to me, I realized, okay, there's a business opportunity here. Um, maybe I'll go out to Wenatchee, this, this little agriculturally oriented town. Uh, three hours to the east of Seattle, um, and, and try to figure out: Can I run this at scale? What's it take to get this crypto mining concept to the megawatt scale? And then, if if we're able to do that, what would it take to go from there? Um, and that that's kind of how it all got started. And um, I realized that because of competition in the market, you, you can assume that. Um, the equipment is going to be mass produced, especially by China, and and you can right. also then uh, assume that competition can cause the economics to squeeze. And if you're exposed to really high operating costs like power costs, you'll be one of the first ones that has to shut down. And the goal of Gigawatt is to make sure that we and our customers are the last ones to have to shut down, which which usually means we don't have to ever shut down. <laughs> um, and 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 then we just have to keep producing crypto coins for everybody. So all right. So what what's a typical transaction look like for you? Do I buy like a miner and you you like stencil my name on the side of it and it sits there and mines for me, or you know, how does it work? Yeah, something like that. Uh, we 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 do sell the miners. Um, the most convenient thing for everybody uh, is to shop on our website for the different types of miners. Uh, we source them from manufacturers directly, ship directly to our facilities, and they go into these specialized uh, facilities that we design. They're, they're a high-performance computing pod that we call gigapods, and they're, they're designed. It's like we evolved from the original idea, which was to emulate data centers, uh, and then over the last four years, we've realized through all these projects we've done that blockchain processing actually has different requirements, like very different requirements uh, than traditional data center where you host like a web server. And because of that, it drove new requirements into the design and it threw out a lot of old uh, requirements that the old style computing uh, brought in. So because of that, we, we actually have found ways to uh, to make it significantly less expensive than what data centers would charge uh, to host. So the way the way the transaction would typically go is a customer comes to Gigawatt's webpage, uh, purchases a miner or two or ten or however many they're they're interested in buying, and then um, then they're they're basically you know they're they're into the queue and they're going to wait until the miner arrives, goes into a facility, gets configured by our crew to uh, to be mining a particular coin, and then the, the person's uh, assigned a dashboard uh, on the site they can log into and see their crypto coins being produced. Oh, very cool. So um, I wanted to, to buy hash rate. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, you, you had initially asked about 
what what we collectively call cloud mining, which is this idea that you would pay up front for a contract, you would pay a fixed price up front for a fixed length contract during which some miner somewhere is going to run for you, but you don't own the miner and you don't really know exactly, uh, you, you don't have a great sense of how you're going to get your money back um, on that prepaid contract because the price yep. of cryptocurrencies goes up and down fairly wildly sometimes and the difficulty changes over time. So <clears throat> the, the general community consensus seems to be a, a move away from the idea of cloud mining where you don't, not only do you not own the equipment, you don't necessarily know that, that there is equipment there. And that's, I think, the biggest fear of all the people who are, who are interested in mining is there. They want a miner that they know is theirs, that they could come and visit, and we could point to and say, that's got your name on it. It's right here in this rack running for you. Uh, that, that's, that's been the goal literally since the beginning of this, is that uh, I want to provide people like that co-located service where they know where their equipment lives. It's barcoded by our crew. It's assigned to their account. Uh, our system is is um, notified as, as far as where that equipment is running, what pod, what rack, what location. And uh, then we monitor the stuff. So if your equipment goes down for some reason, there's a notification sent that says, oh, your miner's gone offline. We're, we're going to go troubleshoot what, what it is, uh, what's going on with it. So it's a very real experience. It's not this sort of simulated thing. Have you had people come and visit? Oh, absolutely. We we do an open house here every two weeks. Uh, you can get on the cool. schedule through the website. The goal is to make sure everybody knows if they if they feel compelled to come check, they they can come know that this is real and they can see uh, what we're building. They can see miners running. They can experience some of the. Uh, some of the the, the the crazy environment that that mining is done in, in terms of like wind and noise and heat and that kind of thing. Um, it's, so it's it's very uh, universally like people are having a great time. We're seeing very full like we're filling up our open house every every time now at this point. And then uh, add to that, we have a number of people that kind of just sort of descend on us outside of the schedule of the open house and and want to check it out. Um, and we're trying to be as, as transparent, you know, as we can to to uh, help with this sort of built-in lack of trust that the uh, that the industry has. Um, and and you know, I've been involved with this community since 2012, and I, I know there's been a lot of bad things that have happened. And, and we're just trying to make sure people understand that, like, we're not we're not trying to perpetrate something here and you're welcome to come talk to us and see what we have. So do people uh, tend to buy a miner from you and, you know, you guys babysit it and run it or do they just buy hash rate? Uh, we don't sell hash rate that way. So essentially okay. the answer is yes. They always buy miners. Um, we have some uh, companies that are actually, we have a variety of, of teams that are looking at things like building funds, crypto funds around producing crypto coins in, in a collective fashion. That, that's all their, uh, you know, their undertaking. We focus on um, getting the equipment, getting in place and keeping it running as reliably as possible. And that's, you know, we, we want to be the infrastructure provider for everybody who is either a home miner, wants to build their own little mine of crypto coins, 
or even big industrial operations that want to send us thousands of units. Can you just start out with one miner? You can literally start out with one miner. Okay. And what I know it depends. There's GPU, ASIC, et cetera, but what's the minimum buy-in for someone to get started with you guys with one miner? Uh, let's see. I, I think that the, it, what maybe the answer to your question is what's the cheapest miner you could buy um, because uh, they, they all have different pricing. But I, I think we have – I think there are some miners that are in, like, say, the $1,500 category. Um, and the way we charge for our services is, is essentially by the power you use. So you, you aren't prepaying for coins. You're not prepaying for some sort of, you know, guesstimated amount of, of power or something that you're going to use. We measure how much power you are using, and, and it comes out of the crypto that you're mining in an automated way. So it's kind of a no-brainer, hands-off kind of thing. Once, once the stuff is ordered, you, you, once you get your mine running, essentially, you know, we're, we're just providing you statistics on your dashboard, and we literally pay out every hour. So the wow. just watching your crypto coin kind of roll in. That's cool. What what tokens are you letting people mine? Right now we are doing Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Uh, we just launched uh, officially this month uh, the new dashboard, the whole new platform, backend. It's all brand new. Um, so those were the launch coins. We are obviously under a lot of pressure to add Dash, Monero, um, a number of other uh, coins, and the ability to switch uh, between them uh, where you can actually you know, watch market prices and make automated decisions to switch from one crypto to the other. All of these things we want to support. We know this is what the mining community does. We we know that there are ways to make just that extra bit of revenue, and we want to facilitate that as soon as we possibly can. Okay. Um, so, typical customer, are they just buying one miner? Are they buying a whole bunch, or do you have them all across the board? Yeah, it's pretty across the board. I mean, early on, um, we got a lot of in a lot of uh, interest from. I guess what I'd call the retail crowd. This is the the smaller uh, miners, people who tried it at home, uh, found out that you know their basement only has a few circuits and they just can't run more than a couple machines, and it's loud and it's and it's hot mm-hmm. and generally um, hard to manage. So those folks um, jumped on it very quickly. Uh, once our token sale really got rolling, I think it started to attract the, the much larger projects that have bigger goals. Um, so we have a, a fair mix of, of large to really large placements uh, in the works. Um, investors that are wanting to buy their you know entire pod, uh, which is like a one and a half megawatt mine. Um, investors that want to talk about buying an entire site or developing an entire site full of pods, um, all the way back to guys that want one Litecoin miner, one Bitcoin miner, one Ethereum miner. How long have you seen it takes uh, to get a payback on the miner and all the fees and everything to at least break well, even? Yeah, I've seen it happen very quickly uh, when price does something unexpected. Uh, so, for example, right, right. you know, the, be- the I kind of say this like uh, the best way to make big money in crypto is to be already mining when something crazy happens, like price goes to the moon, right? So, right. Uh, we've had 
Like, for example, I've had miners, uh, uh, customers running an older version of a Bitcoin miner for the last two years. And we're thinking, yeah, it's about wrapping up. These things, you know, they run, they, a new version comes out that's much more efficient and you end up saying, well, I could make a lot more Bitcoin with a new version, but I have to buy it. Or I could keep running my old version, but it, it, it doesn't make as much. And then Bitcoin goes to 4,000. And that it's like, oh, okay, never mind. I'll just keep running my old stuff. So, right. you know, when, and then all the, and I urge, when, when I talk to people about mining, I, I urge them to remember that you got into mining because you wanted to acquire coins, not that you wanted to get the coin and immediately sell it back into fiat. So when, when people do listen to that advice and they're holding the coins that they've mined and all of a sudden the whole thing goes up to 4,000 bucks, all that mm. previous uh, all the previous production that was done at, at very low cost, suddenly you realize, oh my gosh, you know, I'm way past ROI. I, I've got right. all of these coins and I can look back and say, okay, this whole thing didn't, didn't cost nearly as much as it would have if I was buying those coins now at, you know, 4,000 bucks or whatever. If, if a coin's price doesn't move at all, what's, um, you know, with the economics in play right now, what's the uh, approximate payback period? Usually the manufacturers, so we don't manufacture the equipment, so we source it from a variety of reliable sources. And they typically what we see, which is really convenient for us, is they, their market price that's supported is about a, a 9 to 10, maybe 11-month ROI based on an average price per power that's significantly higher than ours. So what ends up happening is, is we either meet that 9-month ROI or we beat it, because we're operating cheaper, uh, so we sort of have this built-in improvement on the ROI uh, situation. When when right. a coin cost. right, we cost less. So when a coin doesn't move in price, typically what happens is is uh, the difficulty of mining that coin kind of stagnates. It, it has to eventually stagnate uh, because fundamentally, only so many people are going to enter that market if the margins are just not exciting. So right. if a coin stagnates, you can start mining it, um, you can make a kind of more predictable, reliable uh, return. I saw, I mean, there were times with Bitcoin where difficulty really didn't substantially rise for six months. And then there are times when difficulty rockets. And, uh, you know, it's usually pulled up. The cryptocurrency difficulty of mining is typically pulled up by its price. So, for example, Litecoin is trading at 46 bucks. If it goes to $400, you can bet you're going to see a huge amount of, uh, of difficulty increase. Mm, makes sense. So it's, it's better to they, try to mine it, you know, as much as you can, as early as you can before something like that happens. Gotcha. Okay. Any plans to uh, integrate Bitcoin Cash or any other coins in the near future? Do you have one that uh, is probably next on the list to be integrated or added to your well, mining? Yeah. I mean, uh, Monero is getting a lot of interest right now. Dash. Uh, brought a lot of interest. We sold a lot of Dash miners, so there's a lot of people um, expecting to mine uh, Dash very soon, and, and so we'll be supporting that. Um, Bitcoin Cash, it was kind of an interesting one. Um, absolutely, we we are letting people mine Bitcoin Cash. Um, I'm not here to make a philosophical you know judgment on this whole thing uh, because our customers. Right. The, the goal is like we. 
in fact, we, we don't run a pool and we're not trying to sort of use customer hash power to make our own political decision. We are letting our customers make those decisions. So as the customers say, hey, I want to mine Bitcoin Cash, it's, it's a better deal or, or I'm just excited in trying it or whatever their philosophy is, um, we're going to yes. support them. So that's one that caught us, you know, I, I knew that fork was coming, but I, I was... I was saying or thinking that um, it would take a little bit longer for Bitcoin Cash to get the traction to become right. something as a viable option, but it's a viable <laughs> option. So we're scrambling to uh, try to. So there may be uh, Segwit two X Cash soon. We'll see. But... Well, honestly, I think there will be. I think that I think there will be uh, there will be those that support the new Segwit two X version, and there'll be people who uh, want to continue supporting the original Bitcoin that we all know and love. So I yeah. see, uh, yeah, I see a third option. And and these are all right. mineable with the very same equipment that people are mining Bitcoin on today. So what's great about that is if you're buying this hardware, you might be thinking, well, what happens if, if Bitcoin dies and then there's nothing to mine? I'll just have this paperweight. Um, and I think that what people are realizing is that now... <laughs> There are two options, soon to be a third option for their Bitcoin um, mining equipment that they purchase, which makes everybody feel better. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so if I buy a miner today from you, how long does it take to actually have you guys plug it into the wall and, and get it running where I could start mining? Depends on the type you buy. Uh, the Bitcoin mining equipment is the most readily available Um so we're seeing anything, depending on what the gear is, some of it is out three months, some of it is a little sooner. Um, but the that's from the perspective of what gear is available. The demand for our services has been uh, pretty aggressive. So we've got quite a queue of people built up, and we have a tremendous amount of power of facilities to build to fulfill all of this demand. and And that's where you know, you get to this human scale challenge. How fast can we build? What ways can we build faster? But at the end of the day, since it's all real, we have to build real power infrastructure. And it's not it's not just to snap your fingers and go kind of a thing. So so we have a, a two to three month uh, queue built up right now. And what we're hoping is, is that um, very soon we'll have a tremendous amount of power it's sort of simultaneously coming online and it'll just clear that queue and then we'll be saying, okay, everybody, we're ready for whatever you want to throw at us for the next, you know, three, four months at the rate that things are going. And meanwhile, we're building more power still. Gotcha. Okay. Well, very good. What's what's your plans for the next uh, six months or a year? What kind of uh, big updates are coming your way? Well, we uh, expect to be producing some kind of blockchain services and apps ourselves. Uh, the hope there is that we, we can offer good value to our, our customer base, especially the membership that, that bought our token. Um, uh, we we want to bring new apps and services. We want to bring special features for, the mem- for members only, um, things like insurance on hash rate or financing so you can grow your mind uh, a little little bit more aggressively based on the assets that, you know, we've got in hand. Um, so 
some some really cool things that people have wanted for a long time, but the the market in the industry just hasn't been mature enough to to really bring it. And we're definitely seeing that that it's it's here now. Uh, we you know that the mechanisms that we would need to be able to provide some of these features are um, becoming available. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> any thoughts on mining in general? Where is it moving around the world? You know, big paradigm shifts. I mean, everyone seemed to think like, oh, China was dominating Bitcoin mining and it's all going to be there. It doesn't necessarily seem that way. It seems like it's actually becoming more diversified. What What do you see being an insider in the mining industry? Where is it going and what's happening? Well, the uh, China was dominant, but but really, for the most part, for Bitcoin specifically, they they were very single purpose and uh, very good at doing that one thing. Um, with the diversification available now, where there's literally there's dozens of mineable blockchains, and there'll be dozens more. Um, I don't see that being as big a deal, and 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 uh, I still think fixed costs. Are are the primary focus. So cheap power, um, being able to run efficiently, those are key items. But where I think things are headed uh, are blockchain as a technology platform and and the crypto token as the sort of means of reward has brought about this new paradigm where we can link meaningful, useful computing to the delivery of crypto tokens uh, in a safe, non-cheatable way. To reward people for doing computing. So, where I want to take this is, it's not so much about mining some kind of a coin that you think is going to go up in value. It's about getting to uh, to to a large um, distributed supercomputing platform where the blockchains we're computing for are performing like useful compute tasks for everything from Hollywood to uh, science, you know, or or finance industries that are modeling markets and things like this. So essentially, Gigawatt's overarching strategy is to build a massive power infrastructure. Uh, add to that a big network of power partners that are global that have cheap power as well. Maybe you know they're underutilized uh, power resources, and then we're building this pipeline to push specialized computing into it. Uh, I think five years from now, I don't think people will be talking about so much, like I want to mine the next coin. They're going to be talking about, I want to do, um, you know, distributed uh, super scale rendering, or I want to do um, genome sequencing, you know, on this supercompute platform. And th- these are the solutions that Gigawatt will bring to the market. And I think legitimately change the way large-scale computing is done uh, compared to now, like change it forever. Right on. Excellent. All right. So, you know, last question, how could people that are interested in Gigawatt get involved and, you know, buy their own miner and, uh, you know, how is it at your your facility and get mining? Well, the uh, obvious first step, go to www.giga-watt.com. you can go from there to uh, shop for computer equipment, uh, for the mining equipment. Um, try to, I, I like to, I hope that customers do their research first. Uh, cryptocurrency mining is a, a bit of a wild and crazy place to, to play. So I urge people to do their homework, learn a little bit about the dynamic between a cryptocurrency price 
and its difficulty and the hash rate, the global hash rate that's on that particular blockchain, try to understand the interplay between those factors because one drives the other. It's a little bit like a, a three-legged stool. And, you know, if, if one goes up dramatically, it's going to adjust to the other. The other ones are going to adjust and it can be um, it can be exciting. It can also be scary. And you want to know kind of how the system works before you, you just dive in. Um, uh, but but beyond that, um, it's it's a really exciting new way to, to do something uh, that is that is really emergent technology and participate in this in a, in a really exciting new uh, paradigm of, of computing. Well, very good, well, Dave. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm going to check out Gigawatt. It sounds pretty cool, and I like that it's not just hash rate. And I have my own uh, you know my own miner sitting there. At your place. So yep. thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. Please check it out. Appreciate the time and, uh, and, and appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit about what we're doing out here in Washington State. The Bitcoin, Ethereum and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17 and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.